listening to The Local Maximum, episode 158. Time to expand your perspective. Welcome to The Local Maximum. Now, here's your host, Max Sklar. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. You have reached another Local Maximum. Aaron, this is an exciting day because it's one of those days where I'm making an announcement. Right? Yeah. So, uh... By the time this episode goes out, I will have moved. Uh, well, you know, I think I said before I kind of temporarily like, moved out of New York City already. Uh, but now I am settling down in the state of New Hampshire. It, is, keep, it is official. Yes. Got to keep, the, gotta keep the, the new theme going. <laughs> got to move from one new state to another. The motto of New Hampshire is live free or die, which I think is an improvement over the new unofficial New York City motto, which is comfort the afflicted and afflict the comfortable. But um, <laughs> you know, I, one thing I noticed about visiting New Hampshire is people actually say live free or die, you know, uh, in, in normal conversation. Like it's not a license plate. And like you ask people about New Hampshire and they're like, well, it's, you know, live free or die. And I'm thinking, I don't know the motto of New York. I had to look it up. Yeah, and it's... I, I, I think I saw that that New Hampshire has the most recognized of all the state mottos. Yeah, yeah. The, the motto is Excelsior in New York State. It's ever upward, which I guess makes sense with the uh, high rise buildings. But I don't think that's what it referred to. But um, yeah, it's 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 yeah, very. It, it, it helps that it's in simple English, uh, yes. un, unlike Massachusetts, uh, another another Latin one, which I'm I'm going to butcher the Latin pronunciation. Here, oh, go but, for uh, it. Uh, Ense petit palacidum sum liberate quietum, which uh, <laughs> apparently translates to by the sword we seek peace, but peace only under liberty, which sounds kind of badass, but I feel like the state is not living up to that motto. <laughs> by the sword we seek. So in other words, we fight to have peace, but we'll only have peace if we're free. It's kind of along the same lines, but it's like we're going to jumble the words so much that we could get it's we could get away with um we're basically we're more sophisticated. We went to Harvard, so we have to. New have Hampshire more... is a, a state of plain spoken people who will tell it like it is: live free or die. <laughs> okay, okay. No point in well, beating around the bush. Does that come from Patrick Henry? Uh, give me liberty or give me death. Uh, apparently, it is not. It's oh. it's. Uh, I, I think it was General John Stark uh, sent this as as a toast to. Uh, I, I was just looking at it earlier. A. Uh, I think it was a, a a veterans banquet, you know, for for veterans of the Battle of of. Uh, oh, now I'm blanking on on which, on which battle it was, but it was a Revolutionary War battle, oh, okay. and 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 he 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 sent uh, a, a toast to them in his absence, which was essentially that, um, you know, with with the uh, the follow on statement that there there are there are fates worse than death. Um, there, there, way, there. That was way more than I expected you to know about that topic. So. Well, I, <laughs> I, I do my homework. I saw this in the notes for this episode, and I Wikipedia'd it real fast. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm going to be a lot closer to you. The town that I'm moving into is Salem, New Hampshire. Um, it is not really that far into New Hampshire. It's not like up in the mountains or anything. Uh, but. Um, you know, I, I looked around there. I'm kind of less certain about the attributes of the town. I could like – with towns in Connecticut, for example, I could be like this town is like this and that town is like that, you know. But um, it was hard for me to kind of figure out. But it seems like it is uh, a very centrally located place. I'll be 35 minutes from Boston, I think, and um, very easy, you know, 
as easy as it gets in terms of access, you know, back down to New York and yeah, uh, not, to the highways. Certainly not anywhere near as urban as uh, as New York City, uh, but <laughs> no. but uh, less less rural than the town that that uh, that we went to high school in. Right, right, right. I I I saw Manchester, New Hampshire, and I, I didn't know that up there they call it um, something like Man. Manch, Manch Vegas. Ve- Manch Vegas. Yeah, look, I've been to Las Vegas. It looks nothing like Las Vegas. But uh, I, I I, looked into living there too, but I didn't want something too urban uh, if I'm going to go up there and, and, and you know, but uh, I didn't also want to live up in the mountains. That would just be way too uh, isolating. Like some people are like, why don't you go to, um, you know, Keene and stuff? Like, I'm like, you know, Maybe I could go to Siberia, but <laughs> I, I don't think. And or or you know what you know up north, Dixwell Notch. I mean, Keene is down south, but it's on the other side. But there's just nothing there, you know. So yeah, the, the the time to move to Dix, Dixwell Notch is not right after a presidential election. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have the election. They're like, "Who are you?" I'm, like, I'm registered. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just to clarify, Salem, New Hampshire is is not the Salem of witch burning fame. Uh, you know, that- several people have told have responded like very sarcastically to me. Are you going up there to burn some witches? You know, so <laughs> I uh, that was uh, yeah, that was kind of uh, yeah, like, uncalled like, for. Like many uh, New England towns, uh, it took its name from a town in England, uh, and there are more than one of them uh, <laughs> spread across yeah. the region. I think most states have a Salem. There's a Salem, Oregon, which is a, which is a big one. And I actually think, it, I mean, I think it's biblical name too. So I think it goes back. I, I, I could be wrong about that, but I think Jerusalem, the, uh, the root is Salem. Ah, well, that that so, would not surprise me, seeing as as the people who settled this region yeah. uh, were were somewhat religious in nature. It means peace. There we go. Right, shalom. Uh, I I I hope I'm right about that. So no, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it does. Uh so that's pretty cool. Okay. So So what what, what does this mean for you? What does this mean for the podcast? What does this mean for America? The nation wants to know. Right. Well, this is going to be great for America. America is saved. <laughs> no. So first of all, one thing I found out about New Hampshire is that I can get a lot more space in New Hampshire. Um not that I, you know, I knew that, but, you know, it's pretty cool. So I'm thinking maybe I could build a little podcast studio in my apartment. It's going to be an apartment, not a house, just because I'm like, you know, I, I just want to be closer to, to people. I know even with the, with the pandemic right now, but it's like, you know, if you're moving to a new place, you don't know too many people. It's good to have, it's good to have a lot more people nearby. But I still get a lot more space. Maybe I could build a little podcast studio in there. So maybe we, that means we could do more video and I'm going to be close to you. Maybe, maybe one day we could do some live. I don't know if we could get guests up there in the same way. Like back in the heyday of New York, when I had the, the podcast in New York, I used to go to people's offices and we do a lot of live podcasting with guests. I don't know how often that could happen in Salem, but at least you and I can do a few live ones. Yeah, well, and and for the time being, at least until uh, the the COVID situation levels out, uh, you you weren't getting live guests uh, in 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 New no. York as it was. Yeah, yeah. No, my last live guest was. Um, uh, oh shoot! Let me. Uh, it was episode one hundred and nine. I remember that. Uh, so oh, Adam Adam Capellner, Adam Capellner uh-huh. on the on the um, experimental design. Yeah, that was uh, th- th- that was the last time I was allowed to have a like, guest in the office, and, and we had no idea. 
when we recorded that, which is kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, I'm going to kind of, I'll, I'll be getting a car for the first time, probably leasing a car. So that's, that's new for Big me. Big change coming from city living. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. So you live closer to this area. We're still not allowed to say where you live. You're kind of in a nondescript <laughs> area. It's not in Salem. Uh, but uh, what what's COVID like up there? I hope it's not as soul-crushing as it is in New York. Because when there was a snowstorm in New York the other day, and there was a lot of feet of snow, so you don't want to go out anyway, you can't go out anyway, and they banned transportation, they banned um, you know vehicles, and you're not allowed to have... You're not, nobody, you're not really allowed to have anyone over and you're not allowed to let, you have to kind of uh, bundle up. Like even if you talk to like, um, you know, the doorman or whatever, you're not really allowed to show your face uh, and um, my glasses fog up anyway. So it's like, um, yeah, for three days straight, I was, I did not interact with a single soul. So I hope it's not as, as, depressing up there i I think it's gonna be better Uh, i'm probably not the best example for uh the the most uh outgoing and and interactive of of people because uh you know i i saw a coworker uh the other day uh but it was because i was in the glass encased lab and they were walking by in the office uh and they they waved to me when they went in and two hours later when they left they waved to me again and that was the most i've seen of the people i've worked with in you know in meat space in months i mean Uh, i did notice in the few places up 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 here where, where I was looking around where there were some like restaurants and stuff where people don't give a crap about what's going on. <laughs> and I kind of, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I'm oriented towards that. I'm oriented towards, Hey, let's see if I could, uh, you know, uh, I, I want to see people trying to live better versus people who are, uh, yeah, well, and, I, mean, I, I, I know people have opposite view on this, but I, I think it was a sign that, that, uh, Things are are moving towards that direction. That uh, so so we got uh, a, a big snowstorm up here not too long ago, uh, and uh, there's a, a pond out behind my house here. Uh, and the the day after the snowstorm, I, I guess it was a snow day. Kids weren't uh, kids weren't going into school and they weren't zooming. Uh, so there were uh, at least a dozen, uh, may, maybe as many as two dozen kids uh, skating uh, on the pond out back. And and I don't. I don't think they were wearing masks when when they were doing that. So you know, granted they were outside and it was big open space. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But it was it was good to see people doing something as a group and uh, enjoying themselves in a, in, a, in a safe way. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's really hard for me outside. I wear if I wear a mask um, outside, which I essentially do with um, you know j- just with um, my neck warmer because when it gets cold and my glasses just fog up, I'm basically blind. Uh, so <laughs> I don't know what to do. Uh, but, well, I, I, I leveled up on that front. Uh, maybe, maybe was it not quite a decade ago, maybe six or seven years ago when I got the laser eye surgery. So, so I've, I freed did. myself of the, the shackles of glasses. I didn't know that you had laser eye surgery. How, how was that? Uh, easier than, than I thought it would be. <laughs> you know, I'm a candidate for that, but I'm not, I've never pulled the trigger. Yeah. I, well, well, long story short, but uh, I, I I kept putting it off uh, until it was it was absolutely certain that I wasn't going to be able to uh, go to go to military flight school um, because if you if you do that surgery then that that's that's a that, that rules you out they don't want it uh, accidentally reversing on them um, and and when that didn't come through then I said okay I'm going to treat myself uh, okay 
says, I'm not going to be flying jets for the for the Air Force. Uh, I'm I'm going to fix my eyesight instead. This is amazing. I learned two things about you. <laughs> One that you had laser eye surgery, which somehow I didn't know, and secondly that you wanted to fly jets for the Air Force. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, you surprised me. Um, I, I guess it's not that surprising, but it's 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 a pretty cool uh, pretty cool story. Um, so yeah, I, I think. Uh, I think also in terms of the podcast, I mean, this is not really related to this is not related to New Hampshire, but I know I said at the beginning of the year, I'm going to try to get more guests. And I did send out a bunch of emails, but I reached pretty high. And I know I need to sometimes need to really follow up with people to get them to agree to be guests. And I haven't had the time to focus on that as much as I would like. So I'm hoping that once I'm moved in, I'll have that stability to be able to really send out more emails and follow up a lot more. So I promise I'll try to get some big ones. I think I, I, I have some good ideas. But, and and uh, if not, you're stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, I hopefully I'm stuck with you anyway, or at least but yeah, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to, uh, to record an episode uh, live and in person. Uh, you know, I, I think the, we, we did it at least once uh, for, for the tech retreat. Uh, yeah. Was, was that the only time we've done a, a in-person recording? That's the only time. And you know, the funny thing is we've seen each other in person many times. Like I think after doing the first couple episodes, we went skiing together, but then we, we did it. And then we got back and we're like, we're so exhausted. Do you really want to do an episode right now? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, it's kind of easier just to do it. Um, just do it remote sometimes, but no, it, I, I think it will be fun to do some in-person ones occasionally. Maybe even we'll have a a video set up in there. Yeah. So that'll be cool to see what, what, uh, how you end up building out the space there. Yeah, yeah. Um, another question might be, what am I doing for work, right, that I'm moving? I'm, I I really like my job at Foursquare, so I, I'm not sure that I like working remotely versus working uh, in person in an office, but right now we have no choice, and the, right. the office is closed down until at least the end of the year. So I was like, let me just uh, uh, move where I want. And see what happens. But I'll continue to work at Foursquare. Continue to work on Foursquare Labs. We actually have um, we actually have some interesting things coming out. We still have uh, Marsbot uh, for AirPods, but we also we, we're trying our hand at a little uh, a little game, like a little fun game that we can make from Foursquare technology, which is new for all of us. So it's like we're not okay. gamers. So uh, that's sort of an interesting well, one. Speaking of of Marsbot for AirPods, uh, yeah. I, I I was listening to uh, a, another podcast. Uh, uh, with uh, a, a an individual who, who who we've heard on your show before, and and he uh, he dropped the name of the local maximum because uh, he's uh, pr- produced some content for uh, for Marsbot for Airpods. Are you talking about Rob Bernstein? I am. Yes. yes <laughs> and you, so you were mentioned on uh, on Run Your Mouth recently. Oh wow. Okay. I I have yet to. Well, I'm sure by the time this goes out, I'll I'll have listened to that. Um. So yeah, that'll be great. His stuff is really great in New York. You know, I might produce some content for Marsbot for AirPods, but I'll produce it for Salem, New Hampshire once I get to know the lay of the land. That com- that might be fun. It's um, a good, good excuse to get some exploring in. Yeah, a good excuse to get some exploring and to learn uh, to learn the town. Um, so I think I, I think that will be uh, that will be a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. I can't I'll, I'll put that in the show notes page. I can't wait to listen to Rob's episode. Um, yeah, so basically it was the choice of do I want to be remote in New York City? Or do I want to be remote somewhere else? And if I want to be remote somewhere else, I mean, I could have moved somewhere more exotic, but I didn't want to be more than a car ride away uh, to friends and family, 
which is, um, you know, the, the planes now don't sound very pleasant. So, uh, yeah, I didn't want to move to Miami as all the cool tech <laughs> kids are doing now. Uh, but, uh, hey, you never know. Cool. So, I mean, this is this is a big transition. Uh, right. You go going not not just from go, going from urban to rural, but you know how how long were you in New York City? I moved to New York City in two thousand and six, right after I graduated oh, from wow. Yale. Yeah, so that's that's like a full generation ago, practically. Yeah, and I spent the first three months living with my grandparents in Gramercy, um, and. That's that's where basically I've been living for the last six months when when I, when I wasn't in Connecticut. So I kind of came full circle. I kind of ended in the same place that I began. And uh, when I first started there, the New York City tech industry was actually very small, especially compared to Silicon Valley. I mean, still small compared to Silicon Valley, but it was kind of considered in its infancy in 2006 uh, the, the Dumbo neighborhood in Brooklyn was just being developed. Wireless Generation, the education tech company that I was working for, was um, it was started in 2000. Uh, it had just moved into Dumbo from, you know, again, Flatiron, which is where a lot of, uh, which is where Foursquare is now, which is where a lot of tech, tech companies are. But it was companies like that. It was more like mid-sized startups, smaller startups, and um, that are lesser well-known. And so I worked in, there in Dumbo, which is now has Etsy, which is probably a more well-known company. Uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't the, think of them as a tech company, but I guess in, in in a lot of ways they are. Oh, they're a big tech company. I met the yeah. founders of Etsy. They came, you know, they came in to talk to my uh, class at NYU. Um, you know, they're just two younger guys who started the company, and then they you know passed it off uh, eventually easy. to bigger to like a you know a more uh, professional CEO type type deal. It's easy to fall into the trap of of thinking of them. More, more focused on the, the the quirky products that that are uh, that are that are sold on their platform rather than the platform itself. But that's that's the trap of thinking that Amazon is just about books. Yeah, no, it's basically the Amazon of, of quirky products, and uh, they created that in in Brooklyn. Um, and tech in New York City and software in New York City just kept growing and growing. You had a uh, Google and Google came in and they bought uh, DoubleClick. Uh, when did that happen? Uh, I, I want to say, I want to look this up because that was a big thing. Uh, right. So Google acquired DoubleClick. DoubleClick was uh, kind of a, an, an, an AdWords type company. Right. So, so Google acquired them to make Google profitable. Uh, that was for $3.1 billion and that was 2008. So that's a pretty watershed year. And then they combined, and that's now Google New York, where a lot of people work. Right. So that is, that's one of Google's you know, biggest offices. So that was kind of a watershed moment in New York tech. And you know, I, I think investment in technology, uh, in tech companies and in startups in New York was, was very highly encouraged. Uh, you know, you kind of had a, a, a mayor at the time, Bloomberg, who was very uh, supportive of Very uh, pro-business. Very pro business, very. I mean, he came to the Foursquare office. Did you know that? Like to I, to support the company. I don't think uh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah that, that that was uh, uh, a few months before I started. Um, and then it seems like tech in New York kind of hit a plateau in the last few years. Now we might really be in trouble with this pandemic because. Now, there's do, no do you reason. think without the pandemic they would have they would have 
been on a downslope regardless and and this just accelerated it or or do you think this created the inflection point well i've talked about this before and uh remember so there's 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 two two things i mean first of all remember at our tech retreat in 2018 we already predicted a move to the outer suburbs and i guess a lot of people in salem new hampshire would consider themselves regular suburbs but i kind of consider them the outer suburbs um but um it's like uh, uh, just because uh, there's less and less reason to be in the city where you could go remote. But now, uh, at, at least during the pandemic, a lot of people want to go remote. And so, yes, that accelerated it. Um, but I also think like lack of leadership, there's no um, appetite for encouraging tech companies to come to New York City at this point. Uh, remember, there, Amazon wanted to have their headquarters here. That was, um, you know, right. That, that was, was a fiasco. Sort of, yeah, yeah. That was uh, essentially stopped by local politicians. And um, it feels like there aren't the, the things that are coming up aren't as exciting as they used to be. One, one that I've been following in the in the in the Bitcoin space and the blockchain space is BlockFi, and because so there's so many Bitcoin enthusiasts in New York City, which is probably not surprising because you have all the tech people there and you have all the finance people there, right? Seems seems and like they, a match made in heaven, right? But a lot of companies can't operate in New York because the regulatory environment is like S- the, specific the worst. to Bitcoin. So specific to Bitcoin is like the worst in the nation. So Jersey City is where BlockFi is, and so that might be a hot spot. Jersey City is, for those of you who don't live in New York, is kind of like the sixth borough in New York. You could take – there's another subway called The Path that you could take from Manhattan to Jersey City, so it's very easy to get back and forth. And you know, I've done it. It's probably easier to get for, – for me to get – it's much easier for me to get to Jersey City than it is to get to, say, Staten Island yeah, or some of the say, far – I was going to say, there are definitely parts of the city that are, that are more isolated than Jersey City is. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so it's interesting you have a little bit of that, uh, you know, you have a little bit of that give and take there. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, there there was a little bit of, um, uh, there was a little bit of like token support for software and tech that I participated in, which was the tech talent pipeline, where, you know, I, I took people from, from the state schools and, you know, we did presentations on them to, to develop soft skills, like how do you get your resume ready? How do you get jobs and things like that? And that was very fun to do. But um, <laughs> you've got to have the companies here. You've got to have the jobs here. And you've got to have a lot of them. And the impression I've gotten is that, that San Francisco is seeing some of somewhat of an exodus, too, in, in the tech space. But I, I wonder if it's... Uh, if, if there are more fundamental issues with New York that are that are going to make that a, a different experience, um, in terms of rebound or not? Yeah, I mean, both of them have problems. They're not look the the tech industry and the and the conglomeration of of companies around these cities is not going away. It's not like they're all going to leave. Right. Right. Um, but um, but it might become slightly less concentrated. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think San Francisco has probably a worse leadership problem, and I think they have s- so many companies there that they have more to lose. Hmm. So that could be a, a bigger now, problem with San Francisco. Does Foursquare still have San Francisco offices? No. Uh, well, that, that moved they, up to the Pacific Northwest. They might. Yeah, there might be some token office in San Francisco, but I believe they've 
ex- they've uh, de-emphasized San Francisco gotcha. quite a bit, which is why I haven't been back there since 2018. Um, so yeah, in, in favor of Washington and Los Angeles, but that's also a function of the, the companies they acquired. Right. Yeah. So anyway, it's been quite a long ride in New York in 14 years. It's, it's interesting to see how the industry in New York has changed, how the city has changed, the... Um, you know, certain things remain the same, like the layout remains the same, of course, and like uh, uh, the same buildings, but how just different the the lifestyle can be. And, you know, now that like a lot of the institutions have gone out of business, it's like, well, what's going to be left in, in, in their stead? I think that, you know, once you're allowed to go out in, in New York again, it's not like all of the great places that we used to hang out are gone. Just half of them are gone. And since there are so <laughs> many, you know, it's it, it'll it. In terms of an individual who wants things to do in New York, I think that will that will come back relatively quickly. Well, yeah, I was, I was going to ask. So, so presumably, you have not been banished from the city of New York. You you will be allowed to return, uh, you know, as as a visitor uh, in in the future. Uh, yeah, but so it'll be very different. When 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 you do uh, when 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 you know COVID has receded enough and and uh, you've you've reached the activation energy to go pay pay New York City a visit. Uh, what is that one thing that you will have been hankering for that that you're going to absolutely do on your first visit back to New York? Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. I mean, is is it going to be Defaro's Pizza or, or or something else? Yeah, I mean, it might be. Assuming well, they're still there. Yeah. No. Well, so far, Defaro's Pizza and Veselka are still there. It'll probably be Veselka just because that's open 24 hours and it's mm. much more reliable. Um. One, so, one of your old haunts. Yeah. Well, I've learned. So uh, one of the places that I've learned that I've um, been going to more recently, like in the last four or five years, is El Vez, uh, the, the Mexican place for their um, for their uh, nachos. And the reason is, you, you ever have? I, I assume you've had nachos. You've ordered nachos. I, I have indeed. So I am. You, I am a red-blooded American. I enjoy okay. good nachos. I, I assume so, but I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I, I think I we may have, in fact, had nachos together the last time okay. you were in Vermont. Right. So you ever have this problem where they put a lot of stuff on the nachos, but it all ends up on like three chips, and then the other chips are kind of bare, and then those three chips Pro- are like proper, too soggy. Proper distribution is key. I mean, it, right. it's. It's it's like if you get a, a pint of ice cream and and all the chocolate chips are in the top inch. It's it's no good. Yeah. So El Elvez was excellent at that. It was like properly distributed at just <laughs> the right amount so that every bite yeah, the, was and, delicious. And, and this is fully off topic here, but the other the other well, well, hold on. I, I have a, oh, go, go, I, go I on, have a point on. that I'm getting here. <laughs> Oh wait, wait, wait! Tell me about your nachos first, and then, yeah, I'll, my, and then my, I'll the 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 other dimension of my perfect nacho uh, uh, quadrangle here uh, is it's it's not just the distribution of the toppings; it's that it can't be so topping heavy that you when you when you go to get that chip that's got lots of stuff on it, the chip is just all floppy because it's gotten so soggy from, yeah, from all the the meat and the sour. You you need to get the right mix of of toppings and crispiness, and it's it's a fine art to get that. So if, if you right. found a place that does that, don't forget. Right, right. So I didn't forget, and I went back to Elvez, <laughs> and it was great. But now I've heard, and they're barely still open. I don't know if they're still open, but like now they've got their B team on there, and mm. the and like the 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 the. the the nachos are just like, you know, 
they're just back down to earth. They're back to normal. The same with like artichoke pizza, I noticed. You know, that that was one of the great New York slices. Right. And yeah. now it's like, yeah, there's something about it where it's like they have their B team out there or something. It's like, I mean, I don't want to criticize too much during the pandemic, but I'm worried about a lot of the quality of a lot of these places have started to go down. And so yeah, will, um, will, will that bounce back as well? The, the question remains to be answered. Yeah, I hope so. But I feel like it. the interesting thing about a lot of these restaurants is like tech companies, they rely on talent. Like there are some chefs and some people who prepare the food who know what they're doing and who have a lot of institutional knowledge. And some of them are like, screw it. I'm moving to Miami or wherever, you know, wherever people are going or Austin or something like that. So, yeah, it's 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 a problem that that uh, that we see in in the airspace and the defense industry as well. That uh, you know, ev- even if your company doesn't have a uh, a major program going that's using you know a particular skill set, they they don't want to let those people go because when you lose somebody who's got twenty thirty years of of expertise in that field and they disappear, you you can't build that back up. You know, as soon as the money gets turned back on, you got to yeah. You got to be able to, to to keep them busy and, and occupied so that that expertise is is tuned. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know what the food is like in Salem. I assume that the um, the food scene is a little bit less uh, dynamic. But but it it I looked up some things on YouTube. It looks like there are some um, uh, there are some places to check out. But there's also a lot of like New York just hangout spots that were really great. Uh, that. Um, yeah, I don't know. So where will I? Where where would I go? I'd probably go to Veselka. Might I take a bike ride around? Uh, you know, around the islands, around the west side, maybe the city bike. Uh, yeah, the city bike. That's always. Yeah, fun. I don't think Salem's going to have a city bike, so you might you might have to get a bike. Yeah, but I can. I can. You, you, you I, can. I, I can well, even get and, one of those. And you'll motor- have a car, so you you can yeah. even throw your bike in your car and yes, drive your bike to a place to go biking. You know, what I can, you want know to get also like uh, one of those. Oh no, I don't know if this is too. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I should use this word. I don't know if it's too douchey, <laughs> but uh, it's like one of those motorized scooters, <laughs> you know, like uh, <laughs> that people uh, drive around in. Yeah, well, no, we we I shall see. Be. We shall okay. see. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. No, I, I, I'm. Ex- it's. I mean, some people do have bikes in New York, and some people do have all sorts of things in New York. It's just, it's, it really is too difficult at times, and your space is at a premium. And honestly, everything costs too much. Um, like now, just to get in and out with a car for, for, I'm not moving with just a car, but a car will be involved. But just like to, to find parking for a week, it's absurd. It's obscene. Yeah, and that, so, that will not be a problem in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just everything is just made to be so difficult. And even now, when everything is not as bad as it was, like the hotels in New York City right now are very cheap compared to what they otherwise would be. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's just, I feel like quality of life, I always felt like there's a trade-off to be sure, but quality of life might be a lot better in in a place like like Salem where where I'm going and uh this is an experiment so yeah, well I, I, guess I'll I find certainly out. have a bias towards the uh the more more suburban uh lifestyle uh but uh, I it, it'll be well, but I'm, you've lived you've lived in in downtown Boston right uh yeah I guess I I lived in 
uh, over in Back Bay for a little while, and okay. and uh, and in Cambridge when I was on campus. Yeah, so I mean that's 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 pretty damn urban. I lived so, basically right under the Sitco sign for a few years. Did so. you like that? Uh, I I did. Um, but you prefer? I I don't think I would want to have I the 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 bang for your buck drove me further from the city center almost immediately after graduating. Um, gotcha. The, the, that doesn't really happen in New York City because it's it's so big that if you work in the in you know if you yeah, work anywhere you're, you're on a high plateau. Whereas in in the Boston area, you can move out a little bit and see a dramatic change pretty quickly. What was it? <laughs> I remember the Onion article. I think it was an Onion article where it was like um, you know hundreds of thousands of people get up in the morning in Boston and play a pretend game of big city. <laughs> yeah. We're going to but... walk around with our suitcases <laughs> and we're going to work just like in a big city. I, the, there's, there's a little resentment because New York city think, thinks that the world revolves around it. But, but yes, Boston uh, as the Boston proper is a city only for uh, historical contextual reasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That I, yeah. I I think it it may technically be like fewer than four hundred thousand people in in the city of Boston. Yeah, I'm, I'm I they'll never get me to support their sports teams, but <laughs> let's. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get into that because there might be some fights. Well, yeah, that's 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 a contentious issue in my household. Not because I care about sports, but because uh, I I married someone who is not a a, a fan of uh, the Patriots. So mm, there's, there's always Patriots. that. The Patriots are south of Boston. I'm the, they're Boston nonetheless. Whatever well, is Boston, they're, I'm they're a New England I'm, team because uh, New, yeah. New England really is just one sheep's big clothing. state. <laughs> <laughs> New England team, sure. Okay. Um, even though they're very close to Boston, aren't they? Uh, well, I guess New, the- New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, and Rhode Island don't have their own teams. And uh, granted, Connecticut is close enough to New York that they can be. They can be uh, New York fans, but but the rest yeah. of New England needs something to cluster around. Yeah, I guess. Come to think of it, I haven't cared about sports in like eight years, so <laughs> maybe that's not going to start now. Um, all right, so yeah, I, I guess this episode was to just announce the move and and chat about it. Yeah, a so, little, little view of what's to come. Uh, yeah, and do you have any more any more questions uh, for me before we uh, before we log off? Well, what other than you know the change of pace? What is what is the thing you're most looking forward to in in the new the new uh, the new apartment, the new town? Hmm. You know, this is something that I was the most worried about, but I'm also the most looking forward to, which is like meeting new people and getting involved in um, you know new scenes, new events, clubs, organizations. I mean, I don't know how much that's going to happen at the beginning. Um, but although it will happen a little, and so I'm a little bit apprehensive about it, but I'm also excited about it. Well, we, we will, uh, certainly be eager to hear reports back, uh, as, as you settle in and, uh, and see how, yeah. how living in a free state influences, uh, your, your perspective <laughs> on, on things local and national. Well, you know, the thing about New York city when, when things were hot was I was involved in so many very different types of um, scenes, if you could put it out there. You know, there was my coworkers. There was, you know, in software, there was the, like, industry events. But then, you know, there was also, 
um, you know, I had the Chabad, I had the the sort of the, the Jewish stuff, I had the Jewish history lectures, I had, um, you know, the parties in Brooklyn, like how many uh, how many warehouse parties did I go to? Quite a few, <laughs> um, you know. And then it, earlier on, I had like the the bar hopping, and and we had, uh, you know, uh, 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 the Soho Forum, the debates, um, NYU lectures. There was just so much to do in New York, uh, the the museums and whatnot, the parks, um, the you know even even like there were sports in the parks. Um, there was just so much to do in so many different subgroups to be involved in, uh, especially through meetups when when meetups were big. That it's just like, um, well, but that's been over for a while. So yeah. I think um, I'll I'll probably naturally try to recreate that. And it won't be as as big, but it might be like a little bit less of a pain in the neck to get to everything, you know. Well, if I'm yeah, driving, you'll have a car, versus... and and you know, D- Dartmouth will only be an hour and a half away, and Boston is you know what about an hour from there. So yeah, I feel like if I hop to like reach. if I hop to like two or three events in one day, it won't be as big of a pain as it was in New York, even though I did it happily. We'll we'll see how it all shakes out. All right. I uh, hope you enjoyed that conversation. This is just, um, I, I just want to update that uh, I did indeed make the move. We had that conversation before the move and everything that uh, I said was going to happen, happened. So that's great. Uh, next week, I think, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next week. I think I'm going to go do so, go solo next week and follow up on last week's episode with regard to, uh, you know, the, all all the changes with uh, our financial system and with currency. There's a lot of um, you know. There's a lot of follow up on that, and um, then in the following weeks, hopefully, we will uh, uh, get the uh, benefits of my new uh, workspace and uh, all the new uh, time I, I might have. Not not that I have always have tons of time, but yeah, I finally have some time here. So I, I maybe we'll get some new guests or something like that. All right, uh, remember. Maximum.locals.com. Have a great week, everyone. That's the show. To support the local Maximum, sign up for exclusive content and our online community at Maximum.locals.com. The Local Maximum is available wherever podcasts are found. If you want to keep up, remember to subscribe on your podcast app. Also, check out the website with show notes and additional materials at LocalMaxRadio.com. If you want to contact me, the host, send an email to localmaxradio at gmail.com. Have a great week. Feel the power.